Good afternoon, and welcome to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined for this afternoon show by my two co-hosts, Mike Kubik and Russ Fly. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, Joseph. Good afternoon, Joseph. Let us uh, begin, as we always do, with our prayer to St. Michael. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Russell, you were at uh, Prince of Peace? Yes, I was. Council 3625, the Bishop Joseph T. Daly Council, down there last night. Uh, of course, that was March 1st. So uh, everybody hears this, it'll be a few days later. But I was down there, and those guys were really nice to me. They extended a warm welcome mat, and uh, I got to talk to them about the uh, station and uh, let them know that we're here for them as a resource. Uh, uh, like I'm finding in a lot of councils, not too many guys know about Night Talk, and that surprises me. Uh, I thought more people would know and and uh, listen to the station and hear that, but uh, they're not. So my visits are getting out there and helping out a lot because it's it's spreading the word among our brother knights that, hey, here we are. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, I think that's a, that's a big benefit. It is. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of times... Things that should start. I mean, if, if you look, we actually, we're on the state website yeah. as a mm-hmm. link. You can go and then they publicize when, you know, uh, the state deputy or someone's on the show. And it's just a shame that our brother knights aren't taking this to their advantage. I know every time I meet with anybody, I always tell them, come out. Uh, mm-hmm. We do it at our golf tournaments. You know, we, we say, come on the air. We'd love to have you, love you to talk about what your council is doing. Yeah, which makes perfectly good sense when you think about it. Sure, and I've been extending a personal invitation to the Grand Knights. You know, please come and be on the show. And it's really worth it. I mean, you know, we try to publicize as much as we can the councils, but you can only do what what you do. So, for an example. In two 13-minute segments. Yeah, for example, I went to Alexis and I ate at uh, Our Lady of Lords. For last Friday, for oh fish fry, uh, fish fry. Okay. So we went there. I think this Friday we're going to be going over to, which will be the day after you hear this show. Uh, I think we're going to be going to St. Matthews. We like to hit all of them if mm. possible. But the thing is, it would have been nice to have the Grand Knight from Our Lady of Lords on here discussing what they're doing with their fish yeah. and dinner, and then you know any of the councils. A little, and, little bit of a side bear. Uh, yeah. A gal I used to work with at Verizon. Her and her husband make the the rounds of different, you know, well, not necessarily fish fries, but you know, go around different restaurants or different uh, church uh, dinners or whatever they're having in the area, and they showed up at uh, St. Anne's out on Locust Lane last Friday night, and they ran into some people I hadn't seen in 20 years, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> we're doing some good stuff. The word's getting out for these fish fries, yeah. Mm, yeah. So yeah, it was. One of the things that I also try to remind them is our dinner coming up uh, in April 21st. And fortunately, one of the guys, he jotted down the date and everything, so hopefully we'll see a few of uh, fellow knights out there. 
Yeah, and that's and, and you know one of the things we talked about last night at our meeting, a uh, uh, sidebar, not yeah, yeah. You know, during the meeting. But we were talking about uh, two things, uh, Holy Family Radio and uh, Fishers of Men, if they start their meals up again to do that. And I said, you know, it would really be nice if you have a council. I mean, I'm not talking about our councils. There are some councils out there I know that are struggling for money, and it's a little tougher. But if you really think about it, one of the things we discussed last night is, is okay, you get eight brother nights, and the meal might be $100, you know, a pop for yeah. person, which it is for ours, yes, and then I think Fishers of Men are the same. Uh, it's and about the same. Said, I think it'd be nice if you got eight guys together and say, okay, well, maybe we can't afford the 100, but we can afford 50. And then maybe the council can put up the other 50. So now the council is being represented as, you know, doing something. And then you also alleviate some of the pain in paying for the meal if you're you know, if you're going yeah. to go there, yeah. it's a night. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's one way to start looking at these things. Because money's tight right now. Um, not necessarily that it's really tight. It's just the fact that when you're paying $8 for a dozen of eggs, uh, it, it's, it's tough. Yeah, and three seventy five for a gallon of gas. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, it just, you know, inflation is, is really, it hurts everyone. But it definitely hurts those who are not, uh, uh, in the old days, we used to call well-off. Right. You know, right. Uh, most of the working people, the retired people, you don't get a pay raise that uh, commensurates with what what you're going to have to pay at the store. Especially if right. all you've got coming in is Social Security, yeah. and they're yeah. trying to disassemble and throw that all sure. away, too. So, yeah. And, you know, and I mean, it's just, just the way it is, and, and inflation really takes its toll on people. So, you know, that's one way of getting involved. Uh, I think it's also, I think that's one of the nice things about these fish fries that the Knights and maybe the parish itself is putting on. They're a little less expensive than going out to eat at a restaurant. You don't have to leave a tip. Right. So, so there's some advantages of going, and in, on top of that, you get a good meal. You also get a meal that uh, will keep you uh, within good standings of the Catholic, our Catholic faith and uh, not eating meat during Lent. There you yep. go. And before we get too further away from the inflation issue, I just wanted to point out, Michael, that our dinner hasn't gone up. I know, and that amazing? It, the inflation hasn't touched our dinner. It's still $100 as it has been in the past few years. Yeah, so. and, and that's one of the things, you know, what Russ is saying is so true because we know that the expense related to that dinner has gone up. That's yeah. correct. So it's your, your, your meal cost, your donation is actually shrinking as far as assisting Holy Family Radio. But again, as Russ had mentioned, we are not raising the prices. What we'd like to do is still have you come out and, and uh, visit with us, um, realize that this, this radio station is a form of evangelization. And uh, later in the show, we're going to talk about one or two of the reasons why evangelization is so important to us. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Go. There you go. So, yeah, we look forward to seeing some Brother Knights come to the dinner and so we can socialize and compare, you know, fundraisers and things that we're doing out there. Yeah, and, I, and you know, I, I think it's fun because you get to meet some of the guys. I mean, I, I get to meet some of the people that I haven't seen for a long time. I gave up gambling during Lent, and, and the reason is, is I love to gamble. And, and um, I know a lot of the places have started to cry when they found out because I, was, <laughs> I used to give them, oh, yeah. I used to give them yep. quite a donation every day, yeah. and uh, so they, they started to cry. But even the other day when we went to uh, uh, Our Lady of Lords, um, 
one of our brother knights was sitting at the thing selling 50-50 chances. And as soon as he saw me, he said, oh, I know you're coming over to buy. And I said, yeah, I'll come over to buy. But I said, what we're going to do is I said, put your council's name on the ticket. Because I said, I am not gambling. I said, I will make a $5 donation. I said, but yeah. if, there, if yeah. I get lucky and win, have your council or the parish. I told me, your option, go to the council or go to the parish. Yeah. But I think that's one of the things that we can do and still hold our, uh, I still got the thrill of getting to buy a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Michael, huh? you're a mess, but you're I, a nice I say mess. It's, 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 um, <laughs> you know, I think one of the things that you look at is what you want to give up during Lent. And, and, and two things happen. I think, you know, for me, I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy games of chance. So I said, okay, well, for me, that would be a little bit of a bang uh, for me out of my life is to say, okay, you're not going to do this. So I said, okay, I'm not going to do this during Lent. And then the other thing is naturally, if you're giving something up, that money should be used for something else. So it is going to go mm -hmm. to charitable uh, donations. Yeah. Uh, I've done a sponsorship at... Uh, the Knights in Action Golf Tournament for $500 and things like that. And that, that takes precedence over giving it up. I mean, it's not just giving it up. It's using the alms going somewhere else, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and, and like that. And same thing, hope that uh, because I'm not gambling, I'm not thinking about it as much, add a little bit prayer to to my daily prayers. Well, I mm -hmm. speaking of that, that's a wonderful segue. Because I started on Ash Wednesday reading one of Matthew Kelly's books, mm -hmm. I Heard God Laugh. And it's basically helping you and guiding you to have a better intimate relationship with God, with our Lord Jesus, and with the Holy Spirit. And I'm about halfway through the book now. Has it increased my, my prayer life? I think so. Has it made it a little bit better? I think so. But yeah, it's all, all about going forward because I've been using the loan the Laudete uh, app. Uh -huh. So using that, and basically, you don't need to be saying Hail Marys to talk to God. You, know, you can be in a car driving down the highway and, and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. He's not going to answer you back in some of the ways you think he's going to, but he's going to be there for you. And that's, that's a, it's a very intriguing book, it is, to, to, to go through and to realize where I'm at and where I'm at through Kelly and where I should be you know, doing this. So we'll see where this goes. Yeah, well, one of the things I do is I, I subscribe to Matt Kelly. And I get, uh, right now, it's the best Lent, excuse me, the best Lent ever. Right. And it's yes. about a three or four yeah. minute video. Yeah. And I do that every morning. I kind of like when I go in to brush my teeth and everything in the morning. I just play it. And it kind of sets your, your mind doesn't wander. Yes. You know, you're yes. actually contemplating what he's saying. And then you meditate a little bit afterwards and say, you know what? I can do that. You know, I can, mm -hmm. I can have a better life. I can have a holy moment by just doing stuff a little bit uh, downplayed than what we normally do. Not, not, not the hustle and bustle yes. that you have all year long, but during Lent just kind of slow down a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let go and let God, as they say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do a little bit more meditation during this period. Yeah, I, I got from, but I know we're coming up on a break, and I'll, I'll go into my little story about what I'm not doing for Lent. Uh, my wife said, you can't be. I said, yeah, I am. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll let you know after the break. So no showers during Lent. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see why the wife might be a little upset. <laughs> yeah, <right>? she <laughs> would be. 
On that thought, gentlemen, we have about uh, 45 seconds before the break. How about we go do the break, and then we'll come back and get into Russ's story and whatever else we're going to do for the second half of the show. We'll be right back after these messages. And welcome back to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined for this afternoon show by my buddies Mike Yakubik and Russ Fry. Michael, we uh, left Russ hanging, but if you, you had something... Well, you yeah, was, I want to start this off because I know that everybody was anxiously waiting to hear what this is all about. So oh, let's no. go to Russ now and let Russ tell us what he's going to be doing. Yeah, well, not I, doing. Well, well, Mike, I just want to start out by saying I did take a shower this morning. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm all clean. I, you know, got my deodorant on and everything. And, yeah. No, I, one of the things I think becoming older, I'm becoming less patient, and especially behind the wheel. So as we go along, I'm, I decided I'm going to try to stop mentally cursing out the other drivers, the idiots on the road. I feel that, you know, why are you doing that, you know? <laughs> and so I'm, I'm finding myself trying to do that. I'm praying and, and saying, oh, okay, God, thank you for not letting me, you know, yell at this guy or, or do whatever. So that's, that's what I'm essentially doing is trying to give up being so impatient and negative towards other drivers because I, I I just find myself getting that way more and more and I, I figure it has to be age I don't know what else would be <laughs> doing no it, it's they're out you there know? being stupid going from lane to lane at 70 mile an hour and no turn signals or headlights or windshield wipers as needed yeah know? yeah, yeah. I've, yeah I've seen that a lot you know I think this morning I there was a guy followed me to work with it being so ugly and stuff he didn't have his lights on Right, the guy with high beam with his high beams on. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. yeah. Well, that made up for the guy that didn't have his lights <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, that <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, But, you know, what you're saying is true. I mean, this, <clears throat> these are like pet peeves. But mm-hmm. um, it is true. I, I think two things. I think all of us become uh, less patient, you know, as, as we get older. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we've seen uh, accidents and events that occur because people are mm-hmm. doing really stupid things. Because I agree with you, Joe. I think, you know, it's easy to say, well, you know, I, I should be more patient because guys are doing things and they don't really mean to do it. But there's really some bad drivers out there. There really <laughs> and truly are. Yeah, there is. And, uh, and, and I, uh, Alexis, the other day, she was in the store and I, I hate to shop. So what I do is I sit in the car, I open up the window and kind of recline the seat back and just kind of relax and take a little power nap. Yeah, and, sure, and, and yeah. I don't do anything. Uh, while we we're in the in the mall, I'm watching these people drive through the parking lot. I mean, I don't know how they do it, but I know that they're going over 35 miles an hour, and I'm thinking, 
if somebody starts to back up, you're never going to be able to stop. All that's no. going to be is an accident. You that's know? right. And, and it's just, so I think there's a lot of that going on, too. I mean, I know that I am impatient with drivers. Um, you know, based on what you're saying, it would be nice if every time, you know, we wanted to get mad or feel impatient, we said a Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And the way that some people are driving today, that could be seven or eight rosaries a day. Yeah, you could be, you could be going <laughs> you're on the road long enough. We'd still be doing good stuff. We'd yeah. be praying for uh, them. Yeah. It kind of works yeah, out. I think the one that bothers me the most is the guys that are going through the red lights. They're pushing it. You know, yeah. they, they, they just don't have the patience. And I know, I know okay, you know, I, I try to be more considerate and think, you know, I do the same thing once in a while, but not the blatant run right through the red like mm-hmm. some of them do. So well, you almost have to be afraid to pull out in an intersection until, you know, you look both ways and you know, just look for that car coming. Yeah, I, well, this is, this is a prime example. You set me up for this, but we were at the Giant um, in, in Mechanicsburg. Okay. And I was coming out of Giant. There's a red light there, and then Simpson Ferry going up. Yeah. And... You know, I can see both lights, so I knew that ours was red, but the other light, you just saw it turn yellow, and there was a guy coming, and this is the honest to God's truth, about halfway between the post office and Santander, the the, the bank, he stepped on the gas to make it. Well, the light had already turned red. Yeah. And thank goodness nobody moved. So it was kind of neat. But, I mean, he was going fast enough that even if we'd have moved, I don't think we could have reacted faster. But he went through the red light because our light was green. We just stopped and, and continued on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look, and I don't mean to be mean here, ladies, but so many of these people are young girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when, I, when we were growing up, young girls used to have a benefit for insurance because if you were a male under 25, your rates were way higher than a female under 25. Now I hope the insurance companies kind of leveled it out because I think a lot of these young girl drivers are really aggressive. I think they were more aggressive than when I w- drove when I was younger. There, there you go. So now that we've solved this problem, yes. uh, <laughs> where do you want to go next? Well, one of the things that, uh, and, and th- this is something that came up the other day. I, was, I, I read um, The Catholic Loop. Yeah, yeah. And then... Usually I just read the little headlines. There's a blurb about a paragraph, paragraph and a half. But sometimes it interests me, and I I like to go further and go to the actual uh, documentation. And this was a report that came out. And since 1970, the number of parishes, these Catholic parishes, has gone from 18,000 to 16,579. And that's bad. But this part is even worse. Catholic priest during the same time period, it has gone from 59,000 to 34,923. And I think why that's important is, you know, we're not like other Christian organizations. Without a priest, we don't have the Eucharist. Without the Eucharist, we have no faith. I mean, our, 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 our Catholic Church is done. And I think um, one of the things that hurt, I know, our diocese, Father Sawicki uh, did a great job in bringing in young men, you know, for discernment. But when you don't have the ability to go to the high schools because of the, the COVID, when we dropped two years, we didn't have quo vadis, you know, one entire year and then a makeup. Yep. And you don't get the word out. And I think this, this kind of goes along with what Russ was saying about uh, our show. Uh, Holy Family Radio as a whole 
But night talk, in as a specific, knights don't even know about it. Right. And I think that's the same thing. I think uh, we're missing out on young people looking at the opportunity to be a Catholic priest or in the religious. I saw a uh, video just yesterday. I was watching. It was about the Dominican nuns, and it was about. I think it was a seven-minute video, and it was really amazing to hear these young women talk about their devotion to God and the Eucharist and, and our Lord Jesus and how, you know, they, they pray for us, they pray for the whole world. And, um, you know, they show their love for Christ by showing their love for others. And it was, it was really a nice, moving video. I enjoyed it. And I also thought, how many other young people just aren't getting the word? and they don't know that it's out there. And I think we as knights have an obligation and a responsibility to do all we can for uh, the religious in our area, whether or not they're already in the religious uh, category, you know, priests, deacons, nuns, or those that are maybe aspiring to do it and that we need to lead and to make people feel comfortable about uh, thinking about going into the religious life. Amen. Amen mm -hmm. to that. And not only once we get them there, to support them while they are there. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, a lot of them are really tight with money. You know, I know our council, you know, we make sure that we do the uh, uh, collections and everything to give them money. Um, we started sending them cards, like Christmas cards and things. You know, they need the moral support as much as the financial support while they're going through the seminary. Yeah, and you're so true, Russ. And I think the other thing that, that comes along with that is, you know, if you're in a parish where you only have one parish priest, I think we really and truly need to think about doing something for that parish priest. Take him out to lunch. Take him out to an evening meal. Um, interact with him as, as men. Because I think that's one of the problems. I, I, I think it was Father Du Bois, I just saw a little thing he put in Facebook, and it was about the, um, a priest being alone. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and you know, the, the, they shouldn't be. No priest should be alone. I mean, we should be there to, to be with them, to be their friends, because I think that's a lot of things that happen to priests. You know, it's, it's kind of tough when you're a priest, especially if you're all alone in a parish, um, not to have friends. And I think a lot of times, Especially in the old days, we used to think priests were so far above us that they couldn't be our friends. And I think today, we really have to rethink that. And if you're a brother knight, you know, plan something. I mean, I know it's a little tougher during Lent because everybody is giving things up. And, and even our priests, they're a little bit more busy, you know, because they're, they're also in crew. Right. Take, Take them to the fish, fish fry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially if mm -hmm. I would, I challenge everybody in Middletown, go over to see Father Sod. And take him to a fish fry. Yes. And because uh, I know he hates fish. So let him eat the pedogies. Let him eat the pedogies and the uh, mac and cheese. That works, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we pick on Father Sam because we know. We pick on Father Sam Dubois. Why? Because we know Mike and I saw these youngsters come through, you know, the uh, RSVP. Uh, yep, and and Quo Vadis. And up until the point that they were ordained, and we still couldn't, because they're younger than us, we can still bust their chops. And guess what? They give it right back. Well, Father, you know, yeah, Father Du Bois got me the other day. But Did he really? uh, <laughs> the thing is, is that, uh, you know, we as knights should be stepping into that too. We should step up 
and 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 try to schedule something with your priest. Amen. Take them out to eat. Um, sit down with them. Maybe invite them over to your council meeting and don't do anything. You know, have a pizza. You know, if you're able to. I mean, I don't. You know, some churches are a little bit tighter than others. You know, if you can't bring beer there, take them over to a place that has pizza and beer. Yeah, even uh, if it's you your know, living room. Yeah. yeah. Even mm-hmm. if it's your living room, come, come over and sit and visit for a couple hours. And, yeah. I, and I think that's... I mean, these, they, these priests, they, they hunt, they fish, they play golf. Yep. You know, they like to go to baseball games and stuff. They're not confined, you know, 24 or 7, 365 to their, their bedroom or, or the living room or the rectory. Yeah, you, They're you, human you, beings. Yeah, you're so right, Joseph. And that's the thing is, is if you are doing something within your council for any kind of good time, you should be inviting your priest and your deacons. You really and truly should. Yeah. And on that note, guys, well, we're going to wrap it up. I want to thank you both. That'll be a, a, a fun show. we got some topics discussed that uh, we care about that are near and dear to our hearts. Uh, pray for our priests, pray for our religious, and pray for each other during this uh, the Lent. With that, along with Mikey Kubik and Russ Fry, I'm Joe Murphy. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. God bless. <laughs>